Hi folks, trust is what Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating is all about. Take it from me, Eric Asher. If your AC ever fails, you can trust Burkhardt to be there quick and get you back up and running. If you need a new AC, trust Burkhardt to treat you with respect, to help you save at a fair price and do the job right. As my good friend John Burkhardt always says, trust is the foundation of our business, just ask our customers. For air conditioning this season, trust Burkhardt. Visit acpromise.com, that's acpromise.com, and tell them Eric sent you. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Good afternoon and 
and welcome to another edition of Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher, 106.1 FM Nash Icon on your radio dial, iHeartRadio app, TuneIn Radio app, our digital platforms. We're on the World Wide Web at um, uh, Nash FM, Nash one, FM 1061.com and also ericasher.com. And, of course, our podcast is everywhere. Anchor, Spotify, our home base on all podcasting platforms. Don't forget about our social media platforms. Check out our radio show there, the TV show. Also, great conversation. At Eric underscore Asher on X, formerly Twitter. Eric Asher on Facebook. Inside New Orleans show on Instagram. And now on Threads. Hey, this week on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports, Rox Jackson is going to join us. From Locked On Saints Podcast, CrestedySports.com, and also Saints News. That's every Thursday at 1 o'clock with our live broadcast on WLAE TV. Also live streaming on the WLAE TV YouTube page. And then set your DVR for your favorite rebroadcast. 6 p.m. on LAE every Thursday night, 10 o'clock on The Deuce. That's WLAE TV 2. Friday night, 9 o'clock, Pelican Sports Television, 10 o'clock on LAE. Saturday morning at 2 a.m. on The Deuce. Saturday afternoon at 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. Got a great show for you today. Logan Graffia is going to join us. Again, he is uh, uh, our production assistant over at WLAE-TV. Also has his own YouTube show, Sports A Touffet, and, and a blog. He will join us on the program today in just a few minutes to, uh, again, give us an update on Saints Camp, what happened so far uh, over the weekend and today. Uh, Matty Hudak, uh, again, uh, Tulane Sider Island reporter, also, again, um, writing for Saints News. Uh, has a brand new blog out as well. We'll tell you about that. I'm sorry, podcast out. Um, she will join us at 4:35, talking Tulane and some Saints. She was at the early part of Saints camp. Of course, Tulane's uh, at camp right now, so she'll, she'll give us an update there. That'll happen at 4:35. Then Mike Scarborough of TigerBeat.com will update us on what's happening to the Tigers. Uh, that'll happen at 5:15. So again, uh, before we get into it with uh, Logan, just some quick uh, notes for you. LSU is preseason uh, uh, fifth in the nation. In, in the coaches poll Tulane preseason 23rd in the nation uh, in the coaches poll uh, I'm told that again it's the first time Tulane has been a preseason ranked in the in the, in the, in the coaches poll man that seems strange to me okay but but I mean again I'm gonna go back and do a little more research on it but uh, again and I thought it was a little low for Tulane as well I gotta be honest with you after coming out the season last year returning quarterback most of the team returning um and, and really did well in the transfer portal and, and also in recruiting. But, again, you know, uh, under the radar, right? Tulane right now, they are they are 23rd in the nation, LSU uh, fifth in the preseason poll. That's the coaches' poll. Uh, Dennis Allen said starters is going to see playing time in the Kansas City game this week. Uh, again, that'll be on Sunday. Over the weekend, Eno, Bunge, Eno Benjamin ruptured his Achilles tendon. He joins Trey Turner out for the rest of the season. Tiger, former Tiger John Trey Kirtland. Uh, Kirtland has been signed. That wide receiver by the, by, by the Saints. Kareem Hunt, Anthony Barr trying out for the Saints right now. So we'll talk about that. And, of course, a little bit later on, we'll get into a Pac-12 on life support. Uh, unfortunately, U.S. women were eliminated by Sweden. That's the earliest exit ever. Uh, for the U.S. women, and of course, we'll get into some uh, uh, in the second hour, 5:35. We'll talk about the Pac-12. We'll talk about the Saints. Uh, we'll get in. We'll get into uh, again uh, all that coming up here on the program. But we'll, let's head out to the. Uh, I said to our guest line now, uh, Logan Rafia joins us again. He's been giving us updates from camp. Uh, he again he is one of our production assistants over WLE TV. Also, again, his sports uh, uh, YouTube show is called Sports Etouffee. He also has a blog. Uh, and he joins us now on the program. Logan, how are you? 
I am doing quite well, Eric. I really love going to camp, so I am doing quite well. <laughs> oh, good. I'm glad you enjoyed the hunt. We all were inside today, right? Oh, yeah. It was all inside today. I am actually right. kind of disappointed it was inside because I'm trying to work on my tan, so being outside <laughs> really helps that. <laughs> yeah, well, I can think of better ways to work on your tan than 100 degrees with a 90% humidity. But, I mean, teach us You're a young man. You can handle it. Oh, um, yes. I, let's first of all talk about the injuries. What, who play, who was participating today, who wasn't. Give us an update on that. So the people that was absent today, Marshall and Cam had rest days, veteran rest days, of course. And Demario, Rashid, Traquan, Pete, Crow, Coda Martin was all out. But Dennis Allen at the press conference said that he's still optimistic about, you know, Demario's injury is not serious. So and also Kirk Merritt and Jesse James both left practice early today. Merritt with a hamstring injury and Jesse James with a groin injury. Don't know if it's serious, but so far Dennis Allen doesn't seem like he's too worried about it. Right, and of course Demario Davis has a calf injury, and the worst thing you want to do is have those injuries linger. Again, a lot of soft tissue injuries over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we know about Pete with the quad. Uh, Davis Brzee was back again, but he had a calf injury as well. Shahid and Smith, you mentioned those guys with the groin. Merritt uh, again with his hamstring, and of course uh, James and Johnson, uh, and that's uh, AJ Johnson, the, the uh, corner having a groin. Uh, and uh, then it was a Coda Martin and Crow. Well, Coda Martin with the ankle, Crow with the tailbone. So that that, that kind of lays that out there. A lot of soft tissue injuries, but you know, I mentioned this last week. I mentioned it throughout the throughout again um, that you know that when you get into this portion of camp where you're hitting, where you have pads on, where it's 100 degrees, where again you're starting to get a uh, you know again uh, you know the, this is you're getting dogged every single day with again these um, these. Uh, you know, you're sore, you're fatigued. You're going to see these soft tissue injuries. The, the big thing is, again, that Dennis Allen continues to say that, that none of these issues, that none of these issues they're having right now are serious, with the exception of, again, losing Eno Benjamin over the weekend with a ruptured Achilles tendon uh, for the year, and, of course, Trey Turner out with the quad. Oh, exactly. I mean, he seems to be optimistic about these injuries. I mean, ever, all the Saints fans all over social media are so pessimistic right now. And, I mean, I get it. In years past, we've reported injuries as not serious. But Dennis Allen really does seem like he's confident that none of these are going to be serious or linger on long-term. I mean, preseason's three weeks. So, I mean, there's time for it to heal. There's time for them to get back out there. But, I mean, I, I can understand the fans' cautious pessimism. I mean, I, I don't expect it to be a huge deal. I mean, we had two players actually visit today, one being Kareem Hunt. That doesn't seem like it's going to be happening, honestly. Anthony Barr, veteran linebacker, who I wouldn't mind seeing out there. I mean, right. the fill-in while the Mario kind of heals up. But, I mean, I don't mind some of the young guys that we have kind of like in the linebacker room, honestly. But, I mean, as far as the running back room, uh, after Jamal and Kendra Miller, filling in for Kamara for those three weeks. I mean, you don't really have much, especially if Kirk Merritt's going to be out. Yeah, he's he's the he's the key right now because again they have him listed as a wide receiver, but he can play the running back position, kind of like a Debo Samuel type player. It'll be interesting to see again, again if he can get through this um, this little bit of a hamstring that he has right now, and that won't linger. But they had to add another running back. If, if anything, just from a attrition, when you're talking about again just getting reps right now, what Mer- Merriweather moves up in the um, uh, in, in the pecking order, so really you only have three running backs uh, outside of Alvin Kamara. 
uh, that are, so four total that 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 are that are participating with merit. Uh, so you know, if it's not Hunt, they're probably going to bring in someone. They, I mean, they kind of have to. I don't really know who is out there in free agency right now outside of Hunt that would make sense, but. According to some of the reports that I read, it doesn't look like Hunt wants to take a veteran minimum deal right now or, like, you know, jump to, like, any team so quickly. They're still working out all these contracts and money deals right now. But the one that does make sense the most is Kareem Hunt. I can't see another running back that's out there unless you look to, like, someone – and like the USFL, for instance, I mean, West Hills for the Breakers, I mean, he played fantastic for us throughout the season. So, I mean, if they want to go after someone like him, wouldn't mind. I mean, he's on the younger side. not He, he doesn't have a lot of wear on his tires at all. So, I mean, if they wanted to go out and get someone like that, I'd be all for it. Quite a, there are quite a few running backs out there, and we know again. But again, I don't see them spending a lot of money one way or the other. I mean, I think it's going to be somebody's going to come in for a veteran minimum. It's going to be again a a, a undrafted free agent, or again a rookie, or again uh, maybe a guy that's been in the league that's kind of bounced around for a while. I, I can't see them putting a lot of money into into that position for a guy that again would probably just be a primary backup if he makes the team. But more than that, more than likely, just camp fodder. I can't. I actually agree with you, Eric. I mean, we know how this team spends their money is very cheaply, in a manner of speaking. I mean, if anything, Merriweather hasn't looked bad in camp. I mean, undrafted free agent at UMass, he's a big power back, which I actually am a huge fan of power backs. So, I mean, if they wanted to, I guess, roll the dice going into, I guess, week one with, you know, Jamal, Kendra, and by the grace of God, I guess, uh, Merriweather, I guess I would be willing to roll the dice to see. But, I mean, I'm also curious to see how this merit injury works out. Because, I mean, if it ain't, isn't that bad, I would like to see, uh, you know, Merritt get some reps at running back, too. But r- right now, it's quite a tricky situation because we don't know the severity of any of these injuries, to be honest with you. I mean, especially because, I mean, I know Dennis Allen is, like, confident with these injuries, but, I mean, we we just don't know. Right. Of course, there are other running backs out there. Dalvin Cook has not signed yet. Ezekiel Elliott has not signed yet. Leonard Fournette is still out there. So, I mean, there's quite a few running backs out there, but those guys, again, I don't think those guys are signing for the veteran minimum. And if I'm going to put my money anywhere, I'm going to put it in the linebacker position, uh, the defensive tackle position, offensive line. Again, they have a revolving door there. We're bringing in guys right now. And then, and then of course, uh, when you start to either end or tackle on the defensive side. So, we'll see. I just, I, again, I don't see one of these guys like Hunt or or, uh, or Elliott, or uh, as I mentioned, Leonard Fournette coming in for the veteran minimum right now. Now, maybe down the line they do, but not right now. I don't see it happening. Uh, J.D. McKessick is still out there, of course. Uh, so, you know, there, there are a few out there. I would think, though, it's going to be a younger player that's going to come in, and, unless they sign Kareem Hunt and just give him a look-see. We'll see how that plays out. All right, uh, some guys that stuck out today, uh, today at camp. Well, I mean, I can't believe- I'm going to keep mentioning Zach Bond because he has been thoroughly – impressing me i mean he's playing he was playing sam today and another thing that has been sticking out to me i mean they've been having him drop back in coverage which i'm not so sure i want to see him do i mean i'm gonna come continue to come on here and like give raven reviews about zach bond until he shows me otherwise because i mean he, he has looked apart this whole entire mini camp and even training camp right now i mean 
it finally took someone to come in like Joe Woods to probably say, hey, D.A., why don't we just, you know, put Zach Bond at the position that he was at in college? Let's see if that works. Oh, it works. Who knew? So, um, I mean, and then today, I mean, with the ones, uh, they had Sewell filling in for DeMario on the first team. It didn't look bad, but it just looked weird not to see DeMario out there next to uh, Pete Warner. I mean, they had a play today uh, in team drill with Alave, Eric. I, I just wish I would have been able to catch it on camera because they didn't let us film this part. Alave, I think, had the play of the day. It was on a latte. Great contested catch. He went up. I, I really don't know how he caught this. It was a great over-the-shoulder type of catch from Derek Carr. I just wish you really could have been there to see it because it was just something to see. Yeah, he's so far he's had a pretty good camp as as Taylor has as well. Of course, in, right in a battle for that um, cornerback position uh, right now. Anybody else stuck out? Uh, defense, offense. Who won the day? I gotta say, defense. I think won the day today again, but I mean, not by much. Offense didn't look bad today. I mean, I gotta say, uh, two minute drill. I think the first team executed that to kind of perfection. I mean, Derek Carr looks smooth out there. I mean, they got down there to the goal line with ease, spiked the ball four seconds, kicked the field goal for it, a quote-unquote win. Second team didn't really kind of, like, operate all that well. Didn't look like they they didn't move the ball at all, second team. But, I mean, the defense has swarming. Eric, all 11 players are swarming to the ball this year. I don't think I saw that last year at all. So it was very reassuring to see the defense just, you know, swarming the ball. I mean, I really think we have a top-five defense right now. Dennis Allen mentioned that, again, starters will see time against Kansas City on Sunday. And then, of course, uh, then comes again. They'll be traveling out to Los Angeles uh, to practice with the Chargers, a preseason game there. And then coming back, practicing against the Texans, preseason game against the Texans. And uh, then, then, of course, at that point, uh, we'll be closing out the preseason then. Logan, once again, thank you for your time. We appreciate it. Uh, tell the folks about your blog, your podcast, and how folks can follow you on social media. So you can find me on social media, mainly on Twitter or X now, at the Soul Man 57 soul spelled S-O-U-L. And you can also just find me on Facebook just by typing in my name. As for my YouTube show, I'm going to try to record tomorrow. It's been a, uh, like a week and a half since I recorded. It's Sports A Touffet on YouTube. I talk about the Saints, uh, LSU Tigers football, or just LSU sports in general, the Pelicans, and even from time to time, the Breakers. And I really uh, recommend y'all watch it because I talk about a lot of good stuff uh, for the blog. I mean, I write about all kinds of things. I mean, on my personal blog, soulbrand.com, and it also it's all via Wix. I mean, just last week I had a article about like a fantasy Louisiana, all Louisiana football team out there. And I also just want to shout out the USFL newsroom. I, I write for them as well. Uh, I'm the lead breaker supporter there. So give the uh, USFL newsroom also a follow on Twitter too. And that's where you can find me. There you go. Logan, thanks for the time. We'll check in with you. Saints again, um, uh, again, uh, 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 practicing, getting ready for the Kansas City Chiefs this week, first preseason game on Sunday. Thanks for your time. Thank you for having me, Eric. Appreciate it. There you, there you go. Logan Graffia, again, um, uh, Sports Etouffee. Also, again, our run of our production assistants over WLE TV. All right. You know, I did mention about the, 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 the running back position. Remember, that there's an X factor here as well, right? There's Taysom Hill. Okay, there's Taysom Hill. So, yeah, okay. Uh, Kamara's out, first three games of the season. If you have Williams, Miller, you probably need one more back. It's probably going to be somebody that can play special teams for you. Again, I, I, I like Kurt Merritt a lot. Uh, I'm hoping that now with um, having Gruden 
uh, as part of, uh, again, a, a consulting with his team, kind of taking a look at what Pete Carmichael, again, what he called last year, what plays are out there, et cetera, that, again, maybe they start looking at Kurt Merritt as a Debo Samuel type. Now, again, he's got, a, he's got a hamstring injury right now. We'll see if he can, but he's got the speed. He's, I mean, you can utilize him the same way. Uh, he's the, Again, he, he played running back for this team last year. He played wide receiver for this team last year. He might be, again, your third option there. Okay, now, we don't, I don't, again, I, I haven't seen Merriweather. We'll see him in, in preseason. We'll see how that goes. But you can't go into the season with just two running backs. Just no way. And, and you know, you're missing. Um, now, Benjamin was probably was going to be, you know, your third guy. Uh, I don't know how many, you know, again, whoever that third running back is is going to have to play special teams. But what I'm saying is, you've got Williams. He'll be your bell cow. You've got Miller. He can sub in there as well. Uh, you have Taysom Hill and a Kurt Merritt type that if, again, he can stay healthy and make this team, he has the ability to catch the ball at the backfield like Kamara, and he has the ability to do a lot of things that Debo Samuel can do. Maybe not to, the, again, the all-pro level. But again, he has that. He has the same skill set. So we'll talk about that a little bit later on in the program. Uh, but I'm going to be interested to see if Kareem Hunt does sign. Okay, if they if they go after, because again, I got to be honest with you, um, uh, his better days are are, are 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 behind him. They just are. I mean, he's he's an aging running back. Um, you know, can can you get a little spark out of him? I mean, I'm more interested in Anthony Barr and see what he has. Remember, was was a, a longtime Minnesota Viking. Was at the Cowboys last year. Uh, they chose not to be able to bring him back. Uh, he's a veteran. Uh, you know, how much does he have left in the tank? You know, one one thing you want is again, you want team speed. But look, we've all worried about the fact that again, if Demario Davis goes down, what happens? Okay, you need a veteran. This is a veteran. We'll see how that plays out. Again, as I mentioned, I still believe I have to upgrade the the um, uh, the offensive line position. You have to backfill that. Uh, we'll find out who this team is over the next three weeks. Uh, this week against Kansas City, you're going to see some of the starters. I don't know how much long, how long they're going to go. Uh, but then, again, you're going out to Los Angeles. You're going to be in a controlled practice against the Chargers, and then you're playing the preseason game. Then you come back home. You have the controlled practice against the Texans. That's where the rubber is going to hit the road for, for this, for this uh, team. That's where we're going to find out, again, who this team is. That's, that's what it is. We'll figure out, again, if they're going to need additional depth. They're going to need additional rotational players. You know, they're counting on a lot of players to be able to step up this year. Peyton Turner, Granderson, you know, Brazil on the inside as a rookie. You know, are Saunders and Sanders, are they an upgrade uh, over, again, the defections that they've had there? You know, can, can you uh, go into this season without another veteran linebacker worried about maybe with Demario Davis? You know, Quan Alexander signed, signed last week, so he's off the, he's off the board, right? So we'll see, again, how this plays out. But, again, the next three weeks, uh, uh, again, this is it. This is where the, this is the dog days of camp. This is where it really gets going to really get real because you're going to be practicing against other teams uh, next week and the following week. And we'll find out again who this team is, what this team's all about. Don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. If you're in the market for an air conditioning system, Burkhardt is authorized to sell some of the top brands in the industry. And if you're, again, need emergency service, and look, it is emergency service, 101 degrees right now in Kenner. Okay, I looked last week. They said we were going to get a little bit of rain, right? I'm looking at the forecasted high temperatures for the week. I think Saturday it's 98 
And then it's 99, 100, 101. No, this is not the desert. <laughs> this is not the, uh, the, the desert southwest. This is New Orleans, Louisiana, where we rarely see 100-degree temperatures. But we, we're, we're now in, again, what, almost two weeks of 100-degree temperatures. Your air conditioning is working overtime. If, again, your air conditioning fails on you and you need help, call my friends at Burkhart. 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call for they come to your home or business. Only doing the work that's necessary. Uh, a company I've trusted for decades. Uh, Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating. Also, folks, again, uh, remember, Nate certified technicians, highest certification in the industry, and uh, truly trustworthy. Okay, that's the main thing. Especially now, it's hard to get an air conditioning company out, out because so many people, again, are, 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 are dealing with failing systems. My friends at Burkhart will do their best to get out to you quickly, but they're only doing the work that's necessary. Company of trust for decades is Burkhart. That's acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. All right, coming up next is Matty Hudak. who join us on the program talking Tulane. Uh, as Tulane is now 23rd in the preseason poll with, with uh, again, the coaches poll. Uh, and, of course, we'll talk some LSU. Uh, some Saints with her. LSU coming up in the second hour with Mike Scarborough. That'll happen at 515. I'm your host, Eric Asher. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. Stay tuned. New Orleans, the North Shore, and worldwide at NashFM1061.com. Country for life. 1061 Nash Icon. This report is sponsored by ExpressPros.com. Looking for your next job? Express can help. Express Employment Professionals has put more than 10 million people to work in the last 40 years in all types of industries. With competitive pay and no fee to help you find a job, what are you waiting for? Visit ExpressPros.com today. Problems force on the Crescent City connection between Lafayette and the I-10 merge. 18 minutes and 11 minute delay. It's uh, right at O'Keefe and the ramp uh, from O'Keefe. Uh, stop and go traffic from Old Toll Plaza. Right lane is blocked on uh, the Crescent City Connection eastbound uh, just before O'Keefe and seeing very slow traffic. Uh, 90B east of O'Keefe is where this accident is. Also, those those HOV lanes running about 14 minutes, a 10-minute delay. New Orleans Funeral and Cremation Service Traffic Center. Traffic is brought to you by DA Exterminating. Proud to be locally owned and serving over 60 years. Don't let this happen to your largest investment. Call DA Exterminating now. Ready and waiting to protect your home from potential disaster called termites. Call DA now or visit us on the web at daexterminating.com. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue. Open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. 
Sports Beat is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sports Beat is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sports Beat Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can handle. Hi, Eric Asher, once again, talking about my friends at Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating. This is the time of year where you want to feel comfortable, and Burkhart wants you and your family to be safe. That's why they asked me to talk about Generac Automatic Standby Generators. When the power goes out, a Generac generator from Burkhart will keep the lights on, your refrigerator on, air conditioning. It's all up and running instantly. So next time the storm hits, don't be left in the dark. Talk to Burkhart about a Generac generator. Visit acpromise.com, that's acpromise.com, and tell them Eric sent you. At Southern Tire Auto Works, we do it all. Whether it's a simple oil change, wheel alignment, preventive maintenance, brake repair, installation of a custom exhaust or suspension system. If you need repairs on climate control systems, cooling systems, electronic or electrical systems, we are the experts. At Southern Tire Auto Works, we are truly your one-stop shop for all your automotive needs. Hickory & Airline and Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. till 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. New BrakeMess Select Pro, professional-grade brake pads and rotors from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Don't forget about my friends over at Dave Miette Insurance, a full-service independent insurance agency since 1958, offering auto, home, life, health, business, and commercial policies, serving the entire metropolitan area, East Bank, West Bank, North Shore, South Shore, and even the River Parishes, where the company was born. Dave Miette Insurance is your one-stop insurance specialist, searching over 50 companies for, again, the best price for your insurance. You want to save? Call Dave, 504-556-0809, or go to D-A-V-E-M-I-L-O-E-T-I-N-S-A-N-C.com, Dave Miette Insurance. So again, if you're still with citizens and looking for a policy uh, before, again, the uh, golf heats up, call my friends over at Dave Miette Insurance and, again, allow him to try to find, a, uh, again, a, um, a new insurance company for you. Dave Miette Insurance, 504-556-0809 or D-A-V-E-M-I-L-L-E-T-I-N-S-A-N-C.com. All right. Uh, thanks to Logan Graffia for joining us on his update from the Saints camp. Uh, now we uh, turn our attention to the Tulane Green Wave and the Saints, uh, one of the best we have. I'll tell you, she has a great job. Have you checked out our podcast uh, again ho- uh, she is the host of uh, before the whistle podcast also again part of saints wire uh she is the tulane sideline reporter she covers both the saints and tulane uh and of course it is maddie hudak maddie welcome back to the show how are you hi thanks for having me on always good maddie before we get started brand, you got a, a brand new podcast been out for what a few months now tell the folks all about it yeah, thank you for uh, mentioning that. It's called Before the Whistle. Um, I'm back on my regular schedule after taking a brief hiatus uh, with episodes on Tuesday and Friday. Um, we're kind of focusing on two lanes for the majority of uh, this month. And, and, and rightly so. Again, with the, with the Greenies going back to um, uh, back to camp. Let's start there. You've had a chance to see them now, what, for about a week or so in camp? Give me Just give me your first impressions. I think they've looked really strong. Uh, you know, they've replaced the turf now, which is different from spring practice. And it's definitely lived up to the hype so far. It's definitely substantially cooler than regular turf and even grass, for that matter. Uh, but it has, you know, quite an interesting integrity to the, the grass part itself. They're all kind of in this curly shoe shape. And 
just a lot of players have commented on how nice it feels. So I just think that makes a difference in the playing speed that we've seen so far. But, you know, it's just the offense just looks as strong as normal. They have a scrimmage coming up on Saturday where I think we'll maybe see a little more illuminate after, say, a running back room. But just seeing who they've kind of put in at safety, uh, the guys who have come in with Darius Swanson uh, in the transfer camp, Pettis Flow has been working at Nickelback. It's just been a really competitive practice all through and seeing a lot of special teams work too uh, and a lot of you know drills being ran by Greg McMahon which was kind of a noted change they haven't really seen that kind of attention to special teams drills like we did today I want to go back to, to the turf for a minute because again uh, I think it's interesting same turf that they have in, in Cowboy Stadium uh, that they played in for the um, uh, for the Cotton Bowl Indeed, and it's kind of hard to argue uh, with the results there. But, you know, that was inside, and I think they're really seeing the benefits of this cool-down effect of it. Uh, it's made out of okay. coconuts, and, you know, one of, I believe, three college stadiums that have this turf. It is kind of, you know, I, uh, Gary Smith had done an article at Fox with Courtney, our assistant athletic director, and he had referred yes. to it as the Cadillac of turf. And I think he's correct. Um, it just, again, it feels... Like there's some legitimate structure to it, and I you know I went and kind of tried out the practice field that's still on the old turf, and it's just a difference in night and day and how it feels. And I think you can see it on how easy it is for players to run. Yeah, I'd never heard of a, of a turf that was made up of corkboard and coconut, but yeah. again, like you said, ten degrees cooler. Uh, it soaks up the moisture from humidity and rain, dissipates sunshine when when when, it, when the sun shines. So, uh, this is a really good thing for a player for a for a Tulane team that look it could get kind of hot in September and October here in New Orleans, right? When they're playing at home uh, during the day. Hot in September and October. I mean, it has been hotter this month, Eric, than I. Yeah, I didn't want to mention it. No, like this training camp has kind of been like, you know, battle of survival to just get right? through the end of it. And we're not even in, you know, pads and helmets. So I think it can't be understated how, you know, critical of a timing this turf is because it is, I think, eventually going to turn into a competitive advantage in the months of September mm-hmm. and October where. These guys are used to playing in this weather, but I think, you know, I, uh, I'm the PA announcer for the minor league soccer team here, and it was even hotter in Houston than it normally is. And you can just tell right. that it gets to a certain heat where no one can really play at their best. So the more yeah. experience that these guys have in it, but, you know, today they also had tents set up on the defensive side of the field. I've never seen that before, just to offer them some shade. So it's really been a brutal battle out there. Yeah, how, how are they doing? Look, the Saints right now are dealing with a lot of soft tissue injuries after being in camp for a while. How's Tulane doing right now? Tulane is uh, having no wood to knock on right now. They were feeling a lot better than the Saints have so far, but I think a lot of that can be attributed to, to their 7.30 start time. It just makes such a difference, and I know it's you know primarily motivated by a school schedule, but they had had it at 8.30 my first year and moved it to 7.30 last year and now this season, and you can tell right when they're about to end is when it starts to get slightly unbearable. And that's about the time that the Saints uh, start up. But, you know, these guys right. are also used to playing outside year-round, mm-hmm. whereas I think a lot of the time they practice in the indoor facility, and then they play in a dome for the Saints. So it kind of has gotten to the point of, you know, why, why are they going through this outside? But Tulane kind of has to to that degree. I just think, again, Kurt Hester, what he's been able to do, the fact that there's barely been any cramping even at that, which you would just expect in this heat, I just think it really, all of the work he's done on the strength and conditioning side is really paying off. Matty Hudak, again, the host of Before the Whistle podcast, also sideline reporter for the Green Wave. She also writes for Saints Wire. Um, Matty, uh, 
let's talk about the running back position. You lose Spears, who is a I'm mean, again. Look, he's gonna he's gonna have a great career with Tennessee. I like this room. Okay, I think they got some quality depth in this room. Talk about what you've seen thus far. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're just never gonna you know replace Tajay Spears, but uh, talking with a lot of people, it's true that you know in the past, Willie Fritz has primarily relied on a committee of running backs, and Tajay was almost the exception to that rule, which makes sense when you come across a player like Tajay, but. He also kind of came on stronger, you know, in terms of playing time the second half of the season. Cincinnati game was the first time he'd ever played every offensive snap. And then they really didn't take the foot off the gas pedal with him. But you have guys that have experience in that running back room, like Shoddy Clayton Johnson and Iverson Celestine. But the additions that they've also brought in have really been, you know, impressive so far. Uh, there's been a recent transfer running back. I, I'm trying to remember his name from Liberty. Is it uh, Shredder uh, Lewis? Uh, okay, I said it right on my podcast earlier that I'm really happy to hear that. Um, okay. That's what I thought it was. Uh, he kind of reminds me of Darren Sproles. He's small, but he's sneaky fast. Mm-hmm. And he just kind of shot downfield today in a way that really only, I think, you see in, in guys that can play on special teams. And hearing that he's returned several, I believe, kickoff returns for touchdowns in a time at Liberty, you can tell that he can really run that entire speed, the entire length of the field, which is really impressive. And then his kid, Arnold Barnes, I think yeah. the fact that he came in during spring and got that early time to get you know, familiar with the playbook and everything, because I think he has all the traits that you want in a running back, in his stature, the way that he's built, and his vision and his speed, too. He's just peaky quick, but being able to kind of also take on those duties that Tajay had, like, you know, pass protection, for Michael Pratt, he played such a, a key role in that in several games last year, and I know that that's something that takes a little longer to learn. So, uh, you know, the more that he can get up to speed there, but I've heard that they kind of plan to try out, uh, you know, almost all five guys and then just kind of whittle it down as the season goes on. I think that's probably a good idea to actually see who can really, you know, when you're actually playing out there taking some snaps, and then it also kind of gives you a competitive advantage in not letting teams down the line have that much tape on whoever that primary running back ends up being. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Another another place where they uh, they lost players to the NFL with Williams and Anderson moving on uh, is the linebacker position. Uh, now, they brought in Tyler Grubbs, the kid from Louisiana Tech. Machado comes back. They have Platt. Talk about that linebacker position, the battle there. Yeah, it kind of seems like they've been primarily rotating that group of three and Corey Platt, Jesus Machado, and Tyler Grubbs, who you know, rightfully kind of played his way onto getting a lot of looks on the first team snaps. And again, that's something I'll be really curious to see who really starts out there on Saturday's scrimmage. But you know, he had a second today. He had made an interception during the spring game uh, where he kind of caught a low pass by Kai Horton almost on the side of his helmet. He caught kind of something similarly in the air today, I believe, from IBS. But just the fact that he has such ball hawk skills that stick out already, and to have some playmaker that could come in there and kind of come into this room of Platt Machado, who, to their credit, you know, they rotated in quite a bit in those three linebacker sets that they would run last year, a lot of which was in Kansas State. And I just keep thinking about that drive where both Dorian Williams and Nick Anderson were getting IVs in the locker room. You know, who was out there? Because that right. was another series that had a four-town stop. I believe that was by Bailey Despaney. But, I mean, these guys, I think, can really weather that second level of the field. It's safety that, you know, I'm really kind of more curious about. And I think that's where Pettislow, uh, Cam Pettislow, the new transfer, will look like he's coming into play nickelback. At least that's kind of what we've seen so far. And he almost okay. looks kind of like a box safety just in how stockily he's built. So, 
that's something I also can't ignore, too, in kind of this hybrid era of guys that can play linebacker, safety, and the like, where he kind of has the bills to at least be able to, again, offer some of that help in the box. Um, Cam Wire comes over from LSU. He's been penciled in as the starting left tackle. Tulane has a really good offensive line. We're returning starters right now. How's he fitting in? Uh, he's looked strong. Um, that's something, again, where I've talked about this a lot when I've done coverage for Saints Camp, uh, where Mike Dettelier put it this way on my show, and I couldn't say it better, where the trenches are just in pajamas and slippers for the majority of training camp, and there's only so much that you can learn about that. But right. I think, too, having just the anchor of stability of those four starters returning, who also you know are pretty durable guys, again, looking at kind of what I'd say is the difference with the Saints, in a lot of those guys and kind of an injury front for their careers so far, they have pretty durable guys on that line with a lot of experience on the second team uh, as well. So, you know, I remember Dan Rochar saying that he wasn't necessarily handing the job over to Cam Wire in spring, which made sense because both of them were new, but he's really gotten that consistent first team work and has looked strong because that's, you know, a really important part of the line for Michael Pratt. But I just think, again, when, when you have four starters like that returning, it really helps that guy that comes in. And I guess I should have asked you before before I asked the question about Cam Wire. Have they been in pads yet? I believe they have for a day or two. Um, okay. They weren't today, but I they may have been this weekend. I'm trying to remember because there's all these NCAA rules. Sure. But at least shells today. Right. Um, defensive line, again, uh, the, the, a lot of returning starters there. Uh, they That looks like, again, a formidable uh, position group in, uh, for the Wave. Your thoughts? Yeah, I, I've kind of thought about it, and it almost seems like a strength now. Um, and that's you know, kind of crazy to say where last year, you know, they leave Adonis Freelu right before the season starts. And just looking at the size difference where, you know, he had 30 pounds on the nearest backup on the team, and that just kind of completely changes the way I think you can play your defense. But I think, too, a lot of those guys got really key playing time last year, including guys like Devin Deal, who he's just someone that I – think is a really smart player and I think would really be a difference maker this year. He's gotten a lot of time at, at first team, but I think they both have interior and exterior depth now and guys that I've you know, called their name out for two seasons now and getting that kind of experience in your trenches and having the depth like that and being able to rotate those guys out, especially in those hotter early months, I just think it really, that helps as much as you know who's kind of replacing those linebackers. I think if you have such a strong defensive line up front, that really solves a lot of those problems. Uh, Jack is with us again, Before uh, host of Before the Whistle podcast, also sideline reporter for the Tulane Green Wave. She also writes for Saints Wire. And wide receiver, look, Lawrence Keyes was really good for them last year. Again, uh, Juwan Jackson, I think he's got a chance to be a pro. Um, who else is going to be filling in when you look at that third wide receiver spot for them? I think it's kind of wide open. Uh, Chris Brazel has gotten a lot of attention, uh, rightfully so. I know that they've always looked at him because he just has, I believe he's 6'4", uh, but he's always kind of been too skinny to put out there, especially at that slot role where you're running a lot more kind of short, intermediate routes and, and getting a lot more caught in traffic. But he said that he's put on, I think, at least 10 pounds this offseason, and it's noticeable. Um, and, and they definitely got him involved in a lot more looks, but I just kind of think back to last year and that they've always kind of, to me, rotated a lot of their guys on wide receiver where, you know, primarily Deuce Watts and Shea Wyatt were kind of your one-two guys, but right. that, that was, you know, now you have Lawrence Pease and Jaquan Jackson, you know, that's ridiculous to have those guys as depth pieces. And that's what we kind of were talking about last year. Uh, they also have, you know, transfers in Dante Fleming and Yonke mm-hmm. Brown, and Dante Fleming is right. really fast as well. 
I'm just more seasoned. Jaquan Jackson I just looked so good uh, in camp, but I kind of expect them to be that primary one, too. You also can't really ignore Alex Bauman. Um, he's also put on some weight as well and has really rightfully earned quite a bit of tight, uh, playing time at tight end one. Boy, they got a heck of a, a heck of a quarterback room at Tulane right now. Obviously, Pratt coming back, Kai Horton, Ken Wendell, his performance last year against Houston, always had high hopes for Ibiata. Talk a bit about that room right now, how it's looking. I just think a lot of it speaks to the culture of this team, having the guys like you know Kai Horton, who probably could have transferred into a starting role elsewhere, want to remain in this quarterback room, and what that says about you know how they all kind of used to play Nagel and that thing as a whole. I just, you know, quarterback to me is a really top strength of Tulane. And they've had strong quarterbacks in the past, but not really for the last 10 years or so, at least. And it just feels like Michael Pratt is really could be one of those elite guys. I know he's like four touchdowns shy of, and a couple yards short of a lot of records, and he doesn't really care that much about it. But he just looks so much stronger every single year. And just, uh, again, his attention to strength and conditioning and the way he's taken care of his body these last two seasons. But he just seems to have such a good cerebral understanding of the game and just knows where everyone's supposed to be. And having your center come back to and sincere Hansworth, I just think those two and their chemistry, yeah. it can't be understated. And now we've really seen Mike Brown show that he can be a really clutch guy when it comes down to it. And, you know, we talk a lot about the Cotton Bowl, but really the same goes in that Cincinnati game and several games on that stretch where, he needed to perform in those final moments, and he really stepped up every time. Tulane, preseason 23rd in the nation in the coaches' poll. Your thoughts? Uh, it's crazy to say, but it almost seems like it would be criminal to leave them out. Um, meaning that they're the only G5 pool, they were also the only G5 pool in the New Year's Six, and then you know beat the Heisman Trophy winner, who's sitting in the preseason polls as well. So it feels right, but... It's weird, and it's a new era of Tulane where, again, you know, they're actually looked at as the top dogs and have this idea of success and expectations going into the season. I almost kind of felt like they were a little low-balled. I mean, I really do, based on what they did last year, returning quarterback, looking at the offensive I'd line agree, attack. But... I mean, I really, I get it. Twenty-third, they don't get a lot of don't get a lot of respect, but they're going they're going to be in the mix this year again. Not just in the A in the in the AAC, but again, they'll be in the national conversation. I think they're that good. Oh, without question. And especially when you start ranked, it, it's a lot easier to remain that as, as long as you keep going one and up. And looking at some of them, those early teams, uh, again, Tulane could just really make a splash. And I've, used the, I've heard the players use the word uh, maintain quite a bit. And that's kind of, you know, if they start out strong, that's all that really needs to be done this year is just maintain success. You don't really have to, you know, rebuild or, you know, build a new light bulb. They just kind of have to make sure this one turns on. You said it. It's, it's a it's a tough start uh, for Tulane. There's no doubt about it. The first, you know, the first three games are, are very very difficult. No doubt. Oh, without question. And again, you know, no one's sleeping on South Alabama. And the right. fact that they have one of the more stable returning staffs in terms of coaching and coordinators and players, uh, whereas a lot of the teams in this conference, including newcomers, are you know, I think 50 percent of the teams are on their first year head coach. Uh, and then you know, obviously, everyone's looking at at the Ole Miss game, which obviously yes. I don't think anyone's going to overlook, but Southern Miss was one of two teams that beat Tulane last mm-hmm. year. So, again, right. the fact that Will Hall is still there and he's the one that was kind of the initial creator of Michael Pratt, yeah, he's grown into such a great quarterback today, but it was that was just kind of weird watching, you know, kind of a mentor understand all of the tricks of his mentee in real time last year, and now Tulane really knows that they can't overlook any opponent.
Yeah, 100% agree. Matty, again, always good to have you on the program. Again, great uh, breakdown of the Tulane Green Wave. Tell everybody about your podcast, where they can catch all your writing, and, of course, uh, again, also doing, a, uh, doing the sideline reporting for Tulane as well. Uh, give us that. And also, how can folks follow you on social media? Absolutely. And, again, I always enjoy our Tulane talks. It's good to have some you know, actual stuff to talk about now. Uh, a lot of what yeah. I have been talking about, again, on my podcast, Before the Whistle, which is on YouTube and Spotify, Apple Podcasts. I drop episodes on Tuesdays and Fridays, and usually I'm guests on Fridays. I'm going to try to get some you know, people that are covering some of these early teams on as these guests to just learn a little bit about you know, Tulane's upcoming festival, sure. all of which gets posted you know, on Twitter, MattyHudak underscore 94. It's kind of the hub for everything. And I write for USA Today, Saints Wire, uh, but I've also been doing... A lot of training camp updates on Matt Mascona's uh, show on ESPN Baton Rouge. Again, all those links on Twitter is usually the best place to start. Beautiful. Thanks so much for being with us. Certainly appreciate your time as always, and we'll check in with you soon. Awesome. Thanks, Eric. There he goes. Uh, there she goes again. Maddie Hudak with us again. I want to remind everybody, great. Uh, it really is a really good podcast. Again, before the whistle, check it out. Uh, again, on YouTube and, of course, your favorite podcasting platform. All right, folks, don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. If you're in the market for a generator for your home or business, uh, you got to think Burkhardt first. First of all, they're the experts. i said this before. You know, there's actually a, a state law, will be a federal law soon probably, on, again, where you can place a generator, a standby generator uh, uh, on your property. Uh, long before, again, it was a state law, my friends at Burkhardt were placing those generators safely. So, again, that, again, you didn't have to have your, your family, uh, again, possibly, again, a victim of, of carbon monoxide poisoning and some of the other issues that, again, you can get from having a generator too close to your home or close, too close to your um, to your HVAC system. Uh, it's what Burkhardt's all about. Again, they do the continuing education. They are there at the conventions. Uh, they are there, again, making sure that they know everything you need to know about generators, and that makes them, uh, well, that's one of the reasons why, one of the, why they're, they're the best in the city. Again, Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. If you're looking for a generator, they got you covered. Uh, the Fully stocked with parts on in their warehouse in, in uh, Mandeville. And they have Generac generators ready to be installed in your home. Uh, also, they have emergency service available for you, maintenance service available for you. You can finance that generator over time. They have a new install quality check after one month. That means one of their generator team members comes out to your home or your business and gives you a tutorial on how to operate the system. At Burkhart, they handle everything for you. For, again, from planning to permits to inspections, they do it all. Their gen- dedicated generator team are the best. Uh, increase your property value. Have that peace of mind of knowing that again, when the power goes out in your neighborhood, your power will never go out. And then, of course, if there is a tropical event, you have the, the, the you make the decision whether you want to stay behind, or again, and and be able to, uh, be able to have power in your home when the power goes out, or. If ultimately you do evacuate, you can come back a little bit quicker because you do have that standby generator from Generac and our friends at Burkhardt. Burkhardt are the experts when it comes to Generac, Generac sales and service. Uh, remember, acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher. We'll be right back. Hi, Eric Ash with celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Apple. 
Contractors, tired of the runaround when you need an insurance quote? At Dave Mead Insurance, we are an independent insurance agency, so we make it easy to get that quote for your next job. We offer general liability, workman's comp, automobile and property insurance, and we will search over 50 insurance companies to get the right policy at the best price. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or DaveMeatInsAgency.com. Hi, Eric Asher here with my good friend Mike Delahousie, the TikTok Cafe. What'd you say, Eric? Hey, Mike, you know what my prescription medication and the TikTok Cafe have in common? What's that? Frank? They cause drowsiness, dizziness, nausea, cramps, diarrhea, blurred vision, muscle aches, gas, heartburn, upset stomach, constipation, weight changes, decreased sex drive, impudence, dry right, mouth, ringing finished? in the ears, depression. Oh, yeah, and suicidal thoughts. It's the TikTok Cafe. Causeway I 10 in Metairie. If you ever have any problems with your air conditioner heating system, you want someone who will be there to help right away. Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to repair, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Burkhardt provides emergency repairs for any brand of cooling and heating system, and you can call them anytime. The team has years of experience, and they know how to get you up and running fast. So when you need help with your AC or heating system, you want someone who will be there right away. Visit Burkhardt at acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com, and tell them Eric sent you. Oceana Grill, bourbon at Conti in the French Quarter. Voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. Open seven days a week, home in New Orleans' best breakfast. There's something for everyone on our menu. Serving Cajun Creole dishes that will delight for lunch and dinner. Fantastic cocktails that will amaze. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter courtyard. We have five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests for dining or your next event. Oceana Grill is family friendly, but perfect for an incredible dining experience with friends or that special someone. Order online for delivery at Oceanagrill.com. Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. If this were a Reese's TV ad, you'd be staring at a Reese's peanut butter cup. And sure, my voice is peanut buttery smooth, but still, you need to see the peanut butter cups, right? No? I can really just say Reese's and you'll go get some? Okay. Reese's. 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 Really working, actually. Reese's. Reese's. This, I'm on to something. Reese's. 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 This report is sponsored by Louisiana 811. Call before you dig. Each year on August 11th, National 811 Day is a reminder to dial 811 or go online to have your underground utilities and pipelines marked two days before starting any excavation project, like a fence, deck, or pool. Call or click before you dig. Good afternoon. Eastbound I-10 running slow from Elysian Fields to the high-rise. Five-minute ride, about a two-minute delay in eastbound 610 from Metairie to New Orleans East. Nine-minute ride and a four-minute delay at this point of the afternoon. Eastbound 610 from the split in Metairie across the high-rise is 14 minutes. Uh, Secondaries, Paris at Abundance Street. We are working an accident. Washington Avenue at South Broad Street and Earhart Expressway at Magnolia Street, an accident. I'm Michael Higgins, New Orleans Funeral and Cremation Service Traffic Center. Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6. I want to thank Matty Hudak for joining us on the program. Also, again, Logan Graffia with his training camp update. Hour number 2, we'll have Mike Scarborough of uh, TigerBeat.com joining us at 5.15. We'll get an update on your LSU Tigers. 5.30, 5, I'll take the uh, show. We'll talk about uh, Saints, LSU, Tulane, and also, again, the uh, conference realignment. What's going on with the Pac-12? Boy, I'll tell you what, uh, really tough schedule for Tulane to open up. Uh, South Alabama, uh, Ole Miss, Southern Miss. Um, That really kind of is the tail of the tape for them early. 
Uh, I have confidence again they're they're going to be able to play well in those games. Um, but uh, again, that is a tough way to start the season. But 23rd overall in the nation, uh, LSU is fifth overall in the coaches' poll. Uh, so again, a little bit of respect for Tulane. Uh, and of course, you know we've been talking a lot about it with conference realignment happening right now and so many music and chants going on. Big season for Tulane. Tulane comes out. They're 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 ranked at the end of the season. They get they're getting into a major bowl like they did last year. Uh, they're going to open up a lot of eyes in the possibility of maybe moving to another conference, like again the uh, the Atlantic Coast Conference, which looks like they may be doing some merging coming up. We'll talk about that in hour number two. I'm your host Eric Asher. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. Don't move. New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Our man, Eric Asher. 
Welcome back. Hour number two of Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6 o'clock. I want to thank Matty Hudak for joining us in hour number one. Uh, and, of course, uh, Logan Grafia. Mike Scarborough just a few minutes away from uh, joining us on today's program. Uh, and, as always, we appreciate both of those, uh, all those uh, folks' time today. I'm going to take the 535 uh, segment. We're going to talk a lot about what's going on in the sports world. Uh, but, again, uh, looking forward to our conversation with Mike Scarborough. I'll find out what's going on with those Tigers. You are listening to 106.1 FM Nash Icon on your radio dial. I'm your host, Eric Asher. Don't forget about this week on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports. Ross Jackson is going to join us on the program. That's right, Locked on Saints Podcast, Saints Wire. I'm sorry, Saints News now. And also, CrestedSports.com. And, of course, don't forget also, you can catch us on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, our digital platforms, NashFM1061.com and EricAsher.com on the World Wide Web. Of course, our podcast is everywhere. Anchor Spotify is our home base on all podcasting platforms. And check us out on our social media platforms, at Eric underscore Asher on X, formerly Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram. All right, a lot to get into today. Uh, also, we're all on threads now, too, uh, as well. Um, so I want to throw that out there. LSU preseason number five overall. Uh, and, um, uh, of course, uh, uh, Tulane now 23rd overall in the coaches poll. Um, and uh, it's a nice start for, um, uh, for LSU to be in the top five. I thought Tulane could have been ranked a little higher based off last year and what they have returning, as I mentioned to Matty Hudak just a few minutes ago. But, again, we'll see how this plays out. First three games for Tulane are really critical. First game for LSU is going to really tail the tape uh, on, again, how their season is going to go. Um, did want to uh, mention that uh, Dennis Allen said today that the starters are going to see playing time against Kansas City in the first, first preseason game. That is on Sunday. Uh, Eno Benjamin, uh, again, the running back they picked up last year from Arizona. Uh, he ruptures his Achilles tendon. He's out for the year. Trey Turner also out for the season, as we know. Um, they've got a lot of soft tissue injuries right now that have been dog- dogging the Saints. We know about Pete's quad. Davis has a has a, uh, a calf. Brzee hurt his calf uh, again on Saturday, but was back again on practice today. Shahid and Smith, the uh, both wide receivers, have groin injuries. Merritt goes out today with a hamstring. Uh, and then you've got um, – You've got James uh, and Johnson, uh, both, again, with, with, uh, with groin injuries. Martin has an ankle injury, and Crow hurt his tailbone the other day. So the injuries are piling up as we now we get into, uh, you know, what is it? The, I know we're going into the third week of camp now where they've had 11, 12 practices. I think this is going to be the 12th on, on Wednesday. John uh, uh, Trey Kirkland has joined the Saints, former Tiger wide receiver, played in the XFL. Uh, again, some, uh, and then, of course, Kareem Hunt and Anthony Barr, the big news today. Both guys working out for the Saints. Barr, again, former linebacker for the Vikings. Last year with the Cowboys, they did not re-sign him. Kareem Hunt has moved around a bit. Had a great year with Kansas City, his rookie year. Uh, again, has, and, and of course, had some problems with the law. Uh, but since then, really the last couple seasons, just has not been the same guy. Uh, and then, of course, the U.S. women were eliminated by Sweden. Earliest exit by, again, uh, a U.S. women's team ever. In, um, and uh, we'll also talk about this uh, in the second um, uh, portion of our, uh, of our hour. And that's the Pac-12 that's on life support. There's a lot of talk right now about Cal and Stanford maybe moving into the ACC. Um, we, we uh, again, 
you know, the possibility of the Mountain West absorbing the final four teams that are left in, in the Pac-12. The Pac-12 looks like it's dead. Just looks like it's dead at this point. So, you know, we'll see how that plays out. Of course, again, when you talk about LSU right now, uh, Tigers are in, in the midst of their camp. Uh, and uh, we're just a minute or so away from our friends over, from our friend uh, Mike Scarborough over at TigerBait.com. I want to remind everybody about my friends over at Southern Tire, Hickory and Airline in Metairie, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. If your vehicle is out of warranty, okay, and you no longer have to take your vehicle to, vehicle to the dealership, and you're looking for a mechanic shop, shop you can trust, trust my friends at Southern Tire. I bring my vehicle to Southern Tire. Uh, again, many reasons why. Number one, again, the ASC certified technicians. The same diet diagnostic equipment you get at the dealership. You're not paying those dealership sticker shock prices. I mean, if you want, if you got the cash to burn, do it, okay? You know, maybe you want to, but I'm telling you, Southern Tire has the same exact diagnostic equipment you get at the dealership, and those ASC certified technicians have been at Southern Tire in some cases for decades. A member of the Piazza family on staff every single day, okay? So that's Tony Sr., Tony Jr., Tony's daughter, Jen, Tony's wife. Some, a Piazza family, fa- family member is there. Uh, the Piazza family has owned this, owned this business since 1972, 51 years of taking care of New Orleans vehicles. And then, of course, the largest selection of tires in the metropolitan area, wheels and tires of the 30 inches. You could finance as well. They have Saturday service for you from 8 to 3 every Saturday. They're open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6. Centrally located at Hickory and Airline. And, of course, again, uh, SouthernTire.com has all of, uh, of uh, the information you need on Southern Tire. From, again, the largest selection of tires, some of them, all those major brands, some of those tires on sale right now. And then, of course, again, the diagnostic equipment that you need to be able to keep your, deal- your, um, your vehicle on the road without having to go to the dealership. Southern Tire. I bring my vehicle to Southern Tire. You can trust them as well. Owned by the Piazza family since 1972. Hickory and Airline in Metairie. All right, let's head up to Baton Rouge. Joining us on the program uh, is our good friend Mike Scarborough. His website, um, again, uh, absolutely incredible. Okay, let me tell you how much it's grown. Uh, we used to go to Tiger Bait, check out all the stories and, 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 and the uh, message boards. The message boards were legendary, right? Now you go to check out all the information first. Uh, Mike's got a YouTube channel that is blowing up every Wednesday they have a show for you. He is on site at every high school game where there's an LSU recruit on a Friday night with the best camera uh, footage that you could find in the business. And, of course, again, um, uh, it, is a, it is a nominal feat to be able to join the, uh, the Tiger Bay community. And, and Mike's with us each and every week on the program. Mike, how are you? I'm doing good, Eric. I'm, I'm having, a, uh, having some fun going around to different SEC uh, sites, uh, message boards uh, to read what's out there. And over in College Station, uh, they've got three pages where they're uh, suggesting that LSU's melting down because of the fight at <laughs> practice today. <laughs> really? I mean, Unbelievable. How silly it's that, like, that is silly. First yeah, of all. It's, it's 100 degrees. <laughs> the tempers are going to flare. Let me tell you something. Uh, I, you know, I know what BK probably says and what he told the guys because he's thinking the last thing I need is for somebody to take a swing and break their hand on somebody's helmet. But if you know that's not going to happen, uh, and, and I'm a coach on that staff, I'm excited to see that break out today because that tells me how competitive they are uh, uh, and uh, – uh, it, it's just natural that you see that. I mean, you, you cover the Saints. You cover all the camps around the NFL as well. That breaks out almost every day in those uh, uh, two-team uh, special practices that they have and, and scrimmages and work that they do with each other. Um, 
but it, it, I thought it was a positive actually today, and, and um, uh, a nothing burger, and I, and also it was just like I said on our report, right? It, it, it's it's a deal where, first of all, we're getting access that we normally don't get, mm. and this is the kind of thing that is typical at a practice. Right. We just don't normally get to see it because we normally get fifteen to twenty minutes, and we're booted out. Now sure. we're getting our typical fifteen minutes where we can film and take photos, but we can stay the entire time. And so that's that's football. You don't have that breakout on your football team once or twice during fall camp. Then then I question how competitive your football team is. There you go. For those that don't know what happened today, why don't you go ahead and and, and, and break it down for us? I know Perkins was involved, Lacey Neighbors, uh, also if um, if, I, if I remember correctly off the top of my head, uh, a couple of DBs were also involved in that oh, yeah, as well. Yeah, I think Major Kobe, Burns. Jacoby and Hillary, uh, and then some other guys who were uh, nailed for being a part of it were actually guys in the scrum trying to break it up. And again, I, I it was uh, Mason Smith was the guy that I think really it, it really kind of started off when during the indoor session very very early on uh, he was getting into it uh, uh, when the DL was going against the OL uh, uh, in uh, during the first eight periods. So. Uh, Mason Smith, who's the honor student, mild mannered. Uh, uh, he's got a mean streak on a football field, and he's the one that started it indoors. So then they went outside, uh, uh, you know, for the second half of practice. Right. But um, uh, I, I actually enjoyed it, and, and I, I thought it was good. Uh, again, you, you, uh, you just want these football players to be smart enough to, to not uh, start swinging at a guy wearing a helmet. Yep, that, that that is true. LSU fifth in the in the coaches poll preseason poll. Your thoughts? Yeah, uh, I think maybe some people might say is that too high or not, but I think a lot of people are starting to buy in. Um, you know, I I've said it many times. I I, I think LSU can go eleven and one if they stay healthy, um, and um, the schedule can set up, set up for them nicely. Um, if they would have been eighth today, I wouldn't have had a problem with that. Um, I, I think they're a top ten team. Um, anywhere from five, eight, or through nine, I, I think you, you should be okay with. Give us uh, your, your synopsis on what you've seen in practice so far. Well, um, I think it is what we thought they're going to be. Uh, you're, you're wondering where the starting corner is going to come from. You're looking at a running back group that's as loaded as it can be. Um, uh, what's very apparent to me is Aaron Anderson, the guy that, you know, I, I was, you know, stomping my feet about saying that that's the one kid in, in that class that you didn't want to see get away from Carr and sign with a decommit and sign with Alabama and to get him back is so damn lucky because he's, he's still a freshman in eligibility. Uh, I think he's going to be an absolute huge factor, uh, in the offense immediately, even though he didn't participate in spring. Um, uh, you know, and I kind of said, I didn't say it during our report, but I, I, I really think he's got a chance to be one of the top two or three reception, uh, yardage guys on this football team. Wow. And we got to see special teams work today and him back there fields and punts. They had a really mm-hmm. nice drill where, uh, three or four guys were back there fielding punts and he was one of them where you're holding a football in one arm and to catch the uh, the football, the punt coming at you with your with one arm, and it's a it was a, it's a great drill. And um, mm-hmm. 
Uh, they all did pretty well. There's a couple of guys that bobbled one here and there. But the thing I like about Aaron Anderson back there returning punts is even if he bobbles one, he's got those Tyron Matthew type of ball skills where he, he, he has, you know, has a, a, the uncanny ability to know which way that thing's going to bounce and, and what direction it's going in. Yep. And so Plus he's, he's not a quick, pan- quick Trish athlete. <laughs> he can get himself out of trouble if he has to bobble it again because of his ability to be able to, um, uh, to, uh, to, to move quickly. And, of course, uh, he's, dude's, got, dude's got speed, man. I mean, just like, like real speed. Yeah, and he's, he's just um, he's electric. Uh, I, I was talking to Garland Gillian, of course, from New Orleans at practice today, and I'm like, you know, I'm still laughing at some of the, uh, the recruiting networks that had him rated as a three-star all the way up until the last ranking period of January of his recruiting year because it was obvious to me for two years that he was the best receiver in the state. And, um, you know, of course, he's 5'8", five, 5'9", five, but you get him the ball in space over the middle, uh, right. uh, you're in trouble because he, he can stop and turn, he's got great ball skills and great balance and, um, and, and, and you know, Great bounce is another thing you can say about Trey Holly, the, the freshman running back today. I'm watching him uh, in, in some of the drills, and, and uh, <laughs> he can be in a scrum where he can he can lose his feet and get picked up off the ground uh, for for a yard, yard and a half, and he stays vertical. And when his feet hit the ground, he's off and running. Um, just incredible balance and. Frank Wilson's, uh, you know, we've been saying it over for months, and now that Emory's right. indeed eligible, yes. uh, he, he's he, he's got a, a, a big problem there on how do you keep all those guys happy, I and um, it's, I guess it's a good problem to have. Yeah, no doubt. I want to ask you about a couple players in the secondary, uh, two transfers. Uh, Zion Alexander, the kid from Southeastern, and Denver Harris, the kid from Texas A&M. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you'd love for Denver Harris to step up and be the guy. Uh, a lot of people that are watching, uh, including myself, seem to think that maybe Zion Alexander might be the best-looking guy at corner right now. Um, but, man, we're a long way off. Is it Welch? Is it Denver Harris? Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked what I saw out of Andre Sam today. Uh, okay. He's making a lot of things happen, had an interception of Nussmeyer. Um, so, um, they're, they're going to figure that out. The, the, you know, I, I think there's a lot of conclusions also being drawn by the media because you're seeing wide receivers really kind of have their way, but mm-hmm. the quarterbacks are not receiving any pressure off the end, off the edge, or over the middle. It's it's basically flag football when you see these receivers doing what they're doing. It's a whole different right. animal with a pass rush. Sure. Um, Full pads. Have they, uh, how many days they've been in full pads? Or, 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 um, can you can you maybe a, paint a picture yeah, for the I, audience? I, I, it it might be tomorrow. I think, I think tomorrow might be the first day. Tomorrow be the first day. So they've been in shells pretty much the entire camp. Then, yeah, yeah. So we don't know anything about the trenches yet. We'll figure that out once the once the uh, pads come on for sure. Uh, quarterbacks. Um, uh, how has uh, how's Nussmeyer looked? How's Daniels looked? How's Ricky Collins looked so far? Um. I think the quarterbacks all look good. I mean, they're doing nice things. Um, I think Daniels is still the guy, and he's going to be the guy. But, man, I, I also say on Ricky Collins, at the practices, and they're throwing deep balls. Um, look, I, I know his head's probably swimming, 
But I, I, I think it's foolish to discount him and just immediately think that one day he's going to hit the portal because Colin Hurley's coming in and he's going to be the guy. And they're in great shape with Bryce Underwood, the number one player in the country, uh, class of 2025 quarterback. But I, 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 I think Ricky Collins is going to have something to say. I, I really do. I think he's that talented, physically gifted. Um, if he can grasp what Joe Sloan and Denbrock want him to do, um, I think people need to be a little bit more uh, 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 open-minded about Ricky Collins. I, I just don't think he's the placeholder that people think he is. Right. He's sandwiched between Nussmeyer and Hurley, who will be right. there at midterm. And, mm-hmm. and, and, I, and, and I, I think you might make a mistake if you sleep on him. Yeah. Um, let me ask about the tight position. Mason Taylor returns. A lot of people have a lot of um, um, of uh, been talked good about Gilbreth. Uh, who has stuck out behind Taylor so far, if if at all? Well, look, Markway it looks fantastic, but uh, eighty-eight uh, Plimpton, um, Plimpton, uh, Kamarian, fantastic. I mean that that kid. Um, what is he like? Six six, right? Six seven, right? Two hundred forty pound range. I mean, he he's something else. Um, I I don't know how you keep that freshman off the field. Uh, uh, he is a huge target that can run, athletic. Um, that that whole time position has been revamped. Uh, we we got Mason Taylor for interviews today, and and. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, he, he sure does look good. He's now, uh, uh, heavier and, um, you know, what is he six, almost two sixty now and, uh, can still move. But Savion Jones uh, really blew us away today when, um, he, he, he's claimed he arrived at two forty. I think he's probably really about two thirty five, right. And now he's at almost right a pound too shy of two ninety. So he put on 50 pounds since he's gotten LSU from St. James. Wow. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. Absolutely amazing. Uh, anything you want to report on, re- on the recruiting front before, before we round it up? Well, just uh, a big day on, on Thursday. The, the Duncanville uh, guys from Texas, Colin Simmons, uh, the top player in the state of Texas, a linebacker that everybody covets uh, uh, between LSU and Texas. Caden Durham, the top running back in Texas. Both of them at Duncanville High School are going to announce their decisions. And... Uh, uh, I really think it looks really, really good for LSU for both of them. And wow. That would, uh, be, that would be huge shots in the arms. Uh, LSU's recruiting class is anywhere from 7 to 9 or 10, depending on which recruiting ranking service you want to look at nationally. Uh, you get those two guys, and you're right in probably somewhere between 4 and 6 uh, nationally uh, with Dominic McKinley going to make a decision in early September, the five-star from Acadiana. And so it's 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 this staff's really putting it together. Who who are in the uh, in the mix for for Simmons and Durham? What are the, what other schools? Well, uh, Simmons is I, I think's really been LSU or Texas. Okay. Um, and Cade Durham, the running back, uh, it's I think it's been LSU and Oklahoma A and M. He put 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 on the on his list, but um, it's really been an LSU Oklahoma bat, uh, battle. His mom was a, a big track athlete in Oklahoma, and that, that school's been very good to the Sooners uh, with athletes over the years. Um, but I think that uh, that Bayou Splash event a couple of Fridays ago, and they stayed multiple days, and they've, been, they've both been to campus many times. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I think Brian Kelly's really done done a great job in, in, in his staff with those two kids, and they've yeah. got another. Uh, they've got a five star wide receiver uh, for next year that uh, uh, LSU could be in great shape for. So uh, they're they're really doing very well well in the Dallas area. The LSU coaching staff. Yeah, I was going to say, who's recruiting that area? Uh, you got them all, but Frank Wilson's in, in involved. Frank Wilson, that's all you had to say. Well, Dylan Cruz and Gavin Dugas, again, a uh, great way to start off their professional careers, huh? Yeah, what, what, t- give, give me the lowdown. I'm first, gonna... they, they both hit a home run at first at bat professionally. <laughs> there you so, go. That's not bad. Go, that's I'm not bad. Yeah, I, I figured you might have been. You figured you might have been. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, both of them hit it. And, of course, LSU ba- basketball heading over to the Bahamas for, um, for what, a, a three or four-game ex- ex- exhibition tour. So, well, again, and, um, I will. Yeah, and while we were waiting for the players to come out today, they were about 30 minutes late. Uh, Grant Kavar was there, the SID for women's basketball, mm-hmm. uh, helping out football and started grilling him. And, uh, man, before you know it, that's going to be here. And they're, ta- they're going to be in Vegas. Uh, they've got that ACC showdown. They're going to play Virginia yep. Tech. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, I tell you what, I, I'm already looking at it. I was saying, man, I said, I, I think that LSU-South Carolina women's basketball game in Baton Rouge is indeed on Super Bowl Sunday, which it, I think it will be. Right. Um, that third-party market on that one is going to be the craziest we've ever seen for women's basketball. That's going to be a it's hard it. ticket. Yep, no doubt. Great times for LSU Athletics, no doubt about it. Yep. That's for sure. Mike, thanks for the time as always. Tell everybody about your fantastic site, your YouTube channel, how folks can subscribe. Tell us all about it. That's it. Go to TigerBait.com. A lot of the stuff on the site is free, including our practice report from earlier today. It's right the number one spot on TigerBait. I've got almost 10 minutes of footage from today's practice. Uh, subscribe. Check us out for $1. You get to check that out. And uh, Brian Lazar's got a nice column today on John Emery and, um, and some uh, practice notes. So we've got a lot for you at TigerBait.com. And our YouTube channel is LSU Tigers on TigerBait. Hit the subscribe button, notification button there. We're loading up content there every day. Mike, thanks for the time. At Scarborough Mike on Twitter. And, of course, I'm forwarding all his stuff on both our Twitter and Facebook pages as well. Have a great week, Mike. We'll check with you next week. All right, Eric. Thank you. Talk soon. Thanks, bud. Appreciate it. Mike Scarborough of TigerBait.com. Hey, sign a service agreement with Burkhardt to give you the peace of mind of knowing that Burkhardt is monitoring the life and efficiency of your air conditioning heating system. Here's some of the benefits. First of all, they contact you, all right, to let you know when you need to schedule that fall or winter or, again, those very important spring and summer, right, as we're in the dog dies of summer now, uh, inspections on your AC and heating system. You'll get priority schedule. That means, if, again, if you need emergency service, you move to the front of the line for service. You're going to get a 10% discount on that demand emergency service. And, of course, Burkhart monitoring the life and efficiency of your, uh, of your system. That is going to prolong your equipment life. It's going to work safely, and it's going to reduce your energy. It's a win, 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 win. Sign a service agreement with Burkhart, uh, as I have. Again, Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank, 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call before they come to your home of business, after-hour service, maintenance service, and, of course, uh, if you need a new system, authorized to sell some of the top brands in the industry. Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. That's acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. We'll be right back. 
Broadcasting from the Dudley DeBosier Injury Lawyer Studios, official injury lawyers of the New Orleans Saints. Call 444-4444. This report is sponsored by Macy's. Join Macy's and their nonprofit partners to help address the youth mental health crisis this school year. Now through September 14th, donate online or in-store to the Jed Foundation and the National Alliance on Mental Illness. Give back and learn more at Macy's.com slash purpose. Good afternoon, 610 East between Broad and the I-10 merge. We are seeing some slowing, in fact, two minutes between Metairie and New Orleans East right now. Eastbound I-10 from Elysian Fields to the high rise, seven minute ride, about a four minute delay at this point. Also eastbound I-10 flyover to the high rise, it's 12 minutes, that's a six minute delay right now. On our secondaries, we are seeing some problems. Washington Avenue at LA 3139 Earhart Boulevard, running a little slow there. Michael Higgins, New Orleans Funeral and Cremation Service Traffic Center. Traffic is brought to you by DA Exterminating. Proud to be locally owned and serving over 60 years. Don't let this happen to your largest investment. Call DA Exterminating now. We're ready and waiting to protect your home from potential disaster called termites. Call DA now or visit us on the web at daexterminating.com. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory. 467 Hickory Avenue, open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Sportsbeat is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportsbeat is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportsbeat Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can have. If you ever have any problems with your air conditioner heating system, you want someone who will be there to help right away. Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to repair, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Burkhardt provides emergency repairs for any brand of cooling and heating system, and you can call them anytime. The team has years of experience, and they know how to get you up and running fast. So when you need help with your AC or heating system, you want someone who will be there right away. Visit Burkhardt at acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com, and tell them Eric sent you. Oceana Grill, Bourbon at Conti in the French Quarter. Voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. Open seven days a week, home in New Orleans' best breakfast. There's something for everyone on our menu. Serving Cajun Creole dishes that will delight for lunch and dinner. Fantastic cocktails that will amaze. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter courtyard. We have five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests for dining or your next event. Oceana Grill is family-friendly, but perfect for an incredible dining experience with friends or that special someone. Order online for delivery at Oceanagrill.com. Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. One in four car batteries is weak and needs to be replaced. Let our professional parts people test your battery for free at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 
Auto Parts. Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher. Thanks so much for being with us. Don't forget, Ross Jackson joins us on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports this week. Looking forward to having Ross on the show. Also, again, um, I want to thank Mike Scarborough for joining us in this last segment. Uh, in the first hour, if you missed uh, in that first hour, you missed Logan Graffier with his uh, his Saints training camp update, and of course, Matty Hudak uh, updating us on the Tulane Green Wave and what's happening at their camp as well. All right, let's jump into it. A lot going on today. Uh, let me give you some quick headlines before we jump into it. Uh, we mentioned a little bit earlier, for those that are just tuning in, LSU is preseason number five, and the coaches poll Tulane is preseason uh, 23rd overall. Uh, today, uh, Dennis Allen announced that the starters, which is surprising, i got to be honest with you, are going to see playing time against the Kansas City Chiefs on, on Sunday, the first preseason game. Um, normally, you don't really don't see the starters. But only three preseason games now. Two games, uh, two uh, controlled practices against the Chargers and the Texans after uh, in, uh, preceding their games against those uh, those teams. Again, the Chargers in week two of preseason and then uh, the Texans in week three. Uh, so, again, we'll see how that how long they go, uh, you know, and et cetera. Uh, Eno Benjamin is out for the year. He has uh, torn his Achilles tendon. Uh, they will be looking for running back help. They brought in Kareem Hunt today. Uh, also, Anthony Barr. Barr, again, is trying out for the linebacker position with Demario Davis dealing with the uh, the calf injury. And, of course, they're going to need some bodies now uh, for the running back position. Um and, uh, of course, again, uh, we know that Kamara has, um, is out for the first three games of the season. Williams, Miller, right now Merriweather, the only three uh, on, the, uh, on the roster, along with Alvin Kamara, making it four in terms of running backs. Now, they do have Kurt Merritt, who, again, I'm going to talk about in a couple minutes, uh, who can play either wide receiver or running back for them. But right now, soft tissue injuries are really hurting the Saints. We mentioned uh, Pete with a quad. Uh, Davis and Brzee, uh, both calves. Brzee was back at practice. Davis is being held out. you got Shahid and Smith, both with a groin injury. Uh, I mentioned uh, Merritt, who has now has a hamstring injury. Uh, we saw uh, James and Johnson, uh, Jesse James, uh, the, 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 uh, the tight end Johnson, the A.J. Johnson, the corner, with groin injuries. Martin came back to the Saints. He was, wasn't here a week, and now he's got an ankle injury. Crow hurt his tailbone. So, again, you've got two tight ends that are out now with injury. Uh, and, of course, the Saints fi- f- signed former Tiger John Trey Kirk- Kirkland. Uh, remember, he played uh, quarterback in the Texas Bowl, played multiple positions for LSU, had a really nice season with the um, Houston team in the XFL, uh, and, of course, has been brought in as, as again, a possible tryout player uh, for the Saints. Um, as mentioned earlier, we all know by now U.S. women eliminated by Sweden is the earliest exit uh, ever for a U.S. Uh, women's team. All right, um, I want soft tissues. I want to get into this for a moment. Um, It's something we were worried about, right, going into the season. What did the Saints do in the offseason to try to curtail these injuries? And look, curtailing them, okay, but also making sure those injuries are not something that lingers where you're missing three, four, five, six games like we've seen over the last few years. 
I think it's expected at this point, right? It's 100 degrees outside. Even if they're, even if they're in the facility, the humidity in the facility with the air condition. Uh, the, the players are sore. They're fatigued. Um, this is when you start seeing those soft tissue injuries, okay? They're, they're getting banged up. They're, they're, they're in pads, right, for the most part. Uh, the question is, can they quickly rehab and get back on the field? Now, again, the, the, the situation with Benjamin going out now, and I know they're looking at Kareem Hunt. There are some other players out there I've talked about in the first hour. You know, again, Leonard Fournette's out there. They're not bringing Leonard Fournette. What's Fournette going to do? Compete for the third, fourth back? He's not coming to New Orleans, okay? He's trying to get a starting position. Ezekiel Elliott, again, first of all, those guys are going to be looking for big money. Uh, Saints are looking to sign a minimum uh, salary back right now, okay? Uh, because they do have, again, Kamara, Williams, and, and Miller. Those are the three uh, that they're going to be utilizing this year. And remember, again, I, Taysom Hill is also in the mix there. Uh, he can be used as a running back if you want. You can use him as a quarterback, as a runner. Okay, you can use him again on on, on a jet sweep, although I don't think really that is his, um, his forte. He's really a north-south runner. Uh, but Kurt Merrick is an interesting uh, uh, scenario for the Saints. He can be utilized the same way the Niners use Debo Samuel. And I was thinking about this the other night about Merritt because he's got the great speed. They're both about the same size, six foot two eighteen. Uh, now again, uh, uh, Samuel, uh, Debo Samuel has, has, has been, you know, he's been an All Pro player. Okay, he's been a Pro Bowler, um, but he has the ability to catch the ball at the backfield, be a playmaker there. Also, slide up at the wide receiver position, run the ball out of the backfield if necessary, do, the, do the, again the jet sweeps, everything again that the Niners do with Samuel, the, the Saints can do with Merritt. So he is a candidate, if he can stay healthy, to be able to play multiple positions. Both um, the running back position and the wide receiver position. So that's a guy to keep an eye on. New Orleans native, great speed, uh, had a little bit of a playing time with the Saints last year, was on their practice squad. Uh, is he a guy now with the injury to, uh, to, to Benjamin that kind of moves into that fourth slot? Okay, Can you utilize him again as a jack-of-all-trades, most like you had with Taysom Hill? Um, so then there's the other part of this. Okay, uh, Saints have really been slow walking, adding free agents uh, at, at – at, uh, uh, again, either rotational players or quality depth. And it's a roll of the dice. Look, I have not been to camp. But I, I will say this. Um, you're getting to those to that point in, in camp where, uh, you know, you, you've been playing against your own for a while now. Veteran players know the players that are being, plays that are being called. Smart players, young players know the plays that are being called by now. They know the strengths and weaknesses of the teammate they're going against in practice. So, you know, you got to take everything with kind of a grain of salt, right? Okay, at the end of the day. Um, but the Saints are, are right now look like they, they want to go with Turner and Granderson, okay? Opposite Cam. Uh, can they hold that down for a season? Uh, can Brzee, Saunders, Sanders, Roach stop the run inside, get an inside pass rush? Okay, that, that's a question. Uh, Demario Davis, calf injury. Is that something that's going to linger all season long? And that's one of the reasons why they're bringing in Barr for a tryout, right? But, again, there are players out there right now still. Okay, we saw and Godway go off the, off the, uh, the, uh, uh, the market last week. Uh, we, we saw, uh, again, Justin Houston go off over the weekend. So some of these veterans are starting to sign, okay? They've been holding out as you're getting into the second or third week of camp. They, they, some of these guys don't want to go to camp, right? Uh, so the question is, again, how long are the Saints going to hold out here? 
Uh, I'm not expecting much from Kareem Hunt. I told you again, I think he's a declining player. And I think that Merritt has more upside as a cheaper option. You look at the wide receiver position. Edwards, Washington, again, the, the veterans they brought in. Smith, again, a guy that's been here for a long time. Great blocker, inconsistent otherwise. Kirkwood has been a guy they've thrown on their practice squad. They bring in A.T. Perry as the rookie, right? Oh, these are reliable backups at wide receiver now when you get past Thomas, Alave, and Shahid. Shahid dealing with a little bit of injury right now. Thomas still not 100%. I don't know if you've been reading some or, or while listening to some of the podcasts out there, some of the guys that have been out there. Again, the, there's still a little struggle right now between Derek Carr and, and Michael Thomas. Sean Mazan talked about that the other day on, on, his, on his camp report. All of these questions are going to be answered over the next couple weeks, okay? Uh, really the next two weeks. And then the next three weeks with, again, preseason game, as I mentioned, again, uh, with, with the Chiefs. And then, of course, with, with D. So the starters are going to get, get playing time. We'll see, again, how, that, how, how long that is going to be. But to me, the most important part of this is the practices against um, uh, the, the Chargers, uh, the week of the 14th in Los Angeles, then coming back the week of the 21st, right, in New Orleans, control practice versus the Texans. This is where we're going to be able to compare, again, this team to another NFL club to get a true picture on how good this team is. Because, again, as I mentioned, every position at this point uh, in, in camp, uh, whether you're a veteran player or a smart player, you already know what's going on on the guy that you're having to take on. You know the play that's being caught, as I mentioned. So, well, we'll see again how this plays out. The, the, the second thing I want to talk about before we, uh, before we wrap it up today is what we just started discussing last week. If it started off as Tulane to the Pac-12, I don't think any of us saw the Pac-12 disintegrating like we did by the end of the week. But I talked about it on Tuesday, right? Tulane needs to stand pat. They don't need to go to the Pac-12. It doesn't make sense from a, uh, for, from a budgetary standpoint for Tulane athletics. And I'm talking about Tulane athletics, not just football, athletics, right? Uh, because of the travel, having to travel all the way to the West Coast, okay, for all your teams. Uh, they're on life support right now at the Pac-12. Oregon, Washington, both for the Big Ten, that, that'll be the Big 18 when it's all said and done. Maybe the Big 20. Uh, Arizona, Ar- Arizona State, Utah are headed to the Big 12, now the Big 16. Uh, you got Cal, or Oregon State, Washington State, and Stanford that all remains from the Pac-12. Now, remember I told you this last week. The Mountain West has a $32 million exit clause for members that vote before 2025. So if, there, if there's going to be a, a, a merger of the final four uh, teams that are standing in the, in, in the Pac-12 uh, and the Mountain West, it's not going to be the Pac-12. It's probably going to be the Mountain West merging with the Pac-12. So the Pac-12 will, will disintegrate. It will be no more. The ACC has, supposedly has interest in both Cal and Stanford. But as I mentioned last week, and I just mentioned again, travel expenses. This is not just a football thing. This is all sports. So you got to send the golf team out west, right? So the so so then the, then the again uh, the the Stanford uh, the, the Stanford and Cal basketball teams have to be able to travel all the way to the Atlantic Coast Conference. So they'll, they'll be traveling doing most of their um, games out, out, out east. I mean, it just it doesn't make sense. Okay, it doesn't make sense. It's just not prohibitive for all sports to be to be on, on, on a bi-coastal um, uh, conference. It's not going to happen. I just can't see it happening. Now, again, we know the Florida State, we know the Clemson, they want a larger part of the pie in the American, I'm sorry, in the uh, Atlantic Coast Conference. Miami's talking about maybe bolting. So is that, are they bolting for the SEC? Will we see the SEC again now looking at 16 teams saying, wait, uh, 
the the uh, uh, the big the Big Ten and the Big Twelve uh, again they're expanding to eighteen maybe twenty teams before it's all said and done. Do we now have to be able to to follow suit? The biggest difference though. The biggest difference is when you talk about the realignment, okay, uh, is, again, um, is um, how you're going to deal with those bi-coastal conferences. Um, look, Tulane, could get, uh, Tulane has a good season this year, okay, another championship-type season. And we see bo- uh, teams bolting from the ACC like Florida State, Clemson, or Miami. Tulane could be in line, again, for, for a, a, an invite to the, uh, to the ACC which would be incredible for them. Um, I mentioned about the realignment and how it affects other sports other than football, okay? Football plays once a week, okay? Once a week. Think about the sports that play multiple times a week, like basketball, baseball where you got a series, other sports where, again, you have, you, again you're going and, and maybe, maybe golf. You're going to be there for a few days, right? Look, the, the, the cost of travel for these sports just went up. So, again, you got to start talking about how prohibitive it is for some of these for the, some of these uh, schools to be able to do, have to be in a bi-coastal conference, right? Um, then, then what's the revenue split going to be in these super conferences like the Big Ten, the Big 12, with 18 and 16 teams respectively? Uh, are programs going to be able to offset the added cost of travel because of the expansion of these conferences are so spread out all, all over the country? As opposed to the SEC, which I will say this again, is geographically, again, staying in the south, right? They're not adding teams from the other part of the country. If anything, they're doing it the right way. If they were to add a Clemson, a Florida State, or a Miami, they're still in the deep south. Okay, they're still in the South. It's not like, they're, again, the, the, the furthest that they're going is what, Oklahoma? Right. Okay? So, um, again, geographically, it's staying, you know, it's not like you're, you're going out and, you know, maybe, maybe the Big Ten is going to have a conference set up divisions that are going to be on the West Coast and, and in the East Coast. So, again, maybe that's the way it's going to set up. Maybe, the, again, we're going to see the same thing with the Big 12, where, they, where they'll, they'll pair off in divisions on, on, again, you know, east of the Mississippi, west of the Mississippi. Uh, maybe that's how it's going to hand, end up. But right now the SEC is in the best shape because they're not sending all of their minor sports across country to compete when it comes to, again, uh, the, the, their budgets, Okay. Uh, so we, we know right now the musical chairs have not stopped. We could end up with four super conferences with 16 to 20 teams each, SEC, Big Ten, Big 12, and the ACC. And what does that mean, ladies and gentlemen? That means the gap between the Power Five, soon to be the Power Four, and the rest of the conferences are widening. Okay, they're widening. It just is what it is. And it all is, again, about football. It's about, it's about TV deals. One of the reasons why the, the, the Pac-12, again, disintegrated, right? Apple TV, that's the best they could do. Again, the, their commissioner let them down. Okay, there's no other way around it. He blew it. Because here's a historic conference that's been around for, for again, for, for it had us be over 100 years, right? At least, right? Uh, that, that, is, that is going to be gone. Uh, you know, I enjoyed watching Pac-12 basketball, Pac-12 football. I, I'm one of those guys that like to stay up late on, on, on a weekend and check out the, 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 the West Coast games. That's gone now. That'll never never return. So again, that means that a lot of these co- the, the, this this you know what they call it the the group of five uh, they they're going to be in a situation where now the gap even widens even more, and there will be an arms race to try to be able to get into these super conferences. Which again, I say it again, for a, for a place like Tulane, which again is 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 
competing now in football, getting better in basketball and baseball, women's sports, etc. It comes down to NIL, and it comes down to facilities. Can you compete? And uh, you're going to have to figure that out going forward. Uh, they've done a good job in, in capitalizing on the Cotton Bowl last year, but this is something that's going to have to continue if Tulane's going to be going to be in line for uh, a berth with with again with the ACC or again with one of these other conferences that may want to bring in another team. The TV market is there, but Tulane's got to have the facilities to be able to compete. Or again, they're going into a new no win situation. They can win in the American. They can win the American with the expanded uh, playoffs in football. They're going to be there. Okay, if they win the American. Now, again, it'll be interesting to see what happens with with the uh, with the with the, with the playoff format. Now, with you know, are they going to go now with with sixteen teams? Okay, and and the question is because you have so many of these big conferences. And then comes the other question before we wrap it up. You know, um, the, the rivalry games that we've seen in the past. You know, Washington, Washington State. That looks like it's done, right? Uh, you know, some of these right you know, these big games that you get out of conference. I mean, how many can you play now? One, two, maybe. Uh, where's the cupcakes on your schedule so that again you get that easy win, and then and then the money that again that is generated for those cupcakes to travel to your to your venue and again, that keeps their program sustained. A lot of moving parts when it comes to college athletics right now, and we just don't know where the musical chairs are going to end. All right, you're listening to Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher. Thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Yes, even after hours, when you're, if your air conditioning breaks down, and nobody's wishing that on anybody right now with 100-degree temperatures, at least through the end of this week, right? They said rain this week. We're not getting it. They're saying next week now, maybe. So we'll see again how this plays out in terms of trying to cool us down. you got to have a cool home. Uh, nobody should be living without air conditioning in the deep south right now with 100 degree temperatures. If your AC breaks down, call my friends at Burkhart. They will be there with 15 trucks in the field, 30 minute courtesy call before they come to your home with nature certified technicians only doing the work that's necessary. And if you're in the market for a new system, they authorize themselves on the top brands in the industry like Amana. Uh, and Amana's incredible uh, warranty and of course saving you money every single month with your power bill. Uh, that's my friends at Burkhart. I've trusted Burkhart for three decades. You can trust them as well. That's acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. We'll be right back. Hi, Eric Ash with celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Ottawa. Hi, folks. Trust is what Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating is all about. Take it from me, Eric Asher. If your AC ever fails, you can trust Burkhardt to be there quick, get you back up and running. If you need a new AC, trust Burkhardt to treat you with respect, to help you save at a fair price, and do the job right. As my good friend John Burkhardt always says, trust is the foundation of our business. Just ask our customers. For air conditioning this season, trust Burkhardt. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. 
Southern Tire, family owned and operated since 1972. Southern Tire is your one-stop shop for quality auto repairs and the best deals on tires. We offer a large selection of tires that will fit your budget no matter what you drive. In the market for a new set of wheels at Southern Tire, we are your wheel experts. Choose from our large selection of wheels and tires up to 30 inches. Financing available. Hickory and Airline in Metairie open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Dave Miet Insurance is a full-service independent insurance agency since 1958, offering auto, home, life, health, business, and commercial policies, serving the East Bank, West Bank, North Shore, South Shore, and River Parishes. Dave Miet Insurance is your one-stop insurance specialist. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or DaveMietInsAgency.com. When you've been injured in a crash, you've been through a lot. Demand different. Demand Dudley DeBosier. Demand the team who handles the heavy lifting. Demand the team who treats you like you're part of the team. Demand the team who never stops fighting. Demand that your team is Dudley DeBosier. Call us today. The call is free. That's the Dudley DeBosier difference. Call 504-444-4444. That's 504-444-4444. Chad Dudley, New Orleans. LA 2314839. This report is sponsored by Macy's. Join Macy's and their nonprofit partners to help address the youth mental health crisis this school year. Now through September 14th, donate online or in store to the Jed Foundation and the National Alliance on Mental Illness. Give back and learn more at Macy's.com purpose. Good afternoon, 610 East between Broad and the I-10 merge. We are seeing some slowing, in fact, two minutes between Metairie and New Orleans East right now. Eastbound I-10 from Elysian Fields to the high-rise, seven-minute ride, about a four-minute delay at this point. Also, eastbound I-10 flyover to the high-rise, it's 12 minutes, that's a six-minute delay right now. On our secondaries, we are seeing some problems. Washington Avenue at LA 3139 Earhart Boulevard, running a little slow there. Michael Higgins, New Orleans Funeral and Cremation Service Traffic Center. All right. Thanks so much for tuning in. Certainly appreciate you checking out the program. Our podcast will be about 20 minutes after the show ends. For anybody that missed any of our program today, we want to thank our guest, um, Mike Scarborough of TigerBait.com, Matty Hudak, again, uh, Tulane sideline reporter, and, of course, Logan Graffia with his uh, WLE-TV with his uh, Saints uh, training camp update. Thank you for listening to the program, as always. We appreciate each and every one of you. Also, thank all of our sponsors sponsor our program. Please go to ericasher.com for a slideshow the spot sponsor our program. Click on the icon of your favorite sponsor. It'll take you right to their website. We appreciate each and every one of our sponsors. We appreciate you for supporting our sponsors. Thanks to Rudy back at studio. Coming up next, it's All Access with Ken Trahan. The uh, great Ro Brown will join him along with Jacques Doucet of uh, WAFB in Baton Rouge. My name is Eric Asher. Have a wonderful evening. We'll see you tomorrow straight up 4 o'clock. From the dog, catch the governor. That includes the mayor. They all got to go. Better do that right.